I'm Daniel Fisbicki. And I'm Dave Zuliger. And this is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash location forward slash south dash campus. Dave, this is uh, the Wednesday right after our quarterly strategy meeting where there was a pretty significant vote about, about you. And, oh, wait, 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 I didn't ans- ask you a random question. Yeah, you thought you were going to get away. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I've got to think about this now. What am I going to ask you? Okay, I've got it. <clears throat> Dave, um, why don't you like baseball? <laughs> why don't I like baseball? Why don't you like baseball? I don't think I would say I don't like baseball. Well, what would you say then? I would say it's not my, it's not my top few... <laughs> favorite sports and therefore because life is busy and full i just don't make i don't make time for it you know Mm. Um, is it the pace of it is it the too many rules it's not really athletic enough for you i think i didn't engage with it when i was younger okay and so i just never developed kind of the that kind of mysterious love for it that so many have mysterious love that so many have okay i guess i have some mysterious loves then that's right yeah, you do. So, there's a QSM, a quarterly strategy meeting this past Sunday where we voted and uh, changed your title and your job description, Dave. What did we vote and uh, do uh, on that Sunday? Yeah, the main the main thing we did was, uh, well, first, the, the elders thought it was wise to have the congregation vote on the, the idea or the structure first. Just uh, Bethlehem now for... Uh, for the last 40 years, really, since Pastor John got here, has had one main uh, preaching and vision pastor. Uh, the way I would define that is uh, it's the most regular voice in the pulpit, and then the one who's, who's tasked, I think, with uh, leading the staff and, and where, where do we go with this, this big vision of God in our particular context and bringing ideas to the table for the elders to make better, shoot down, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that that's been a that's been a big part of Bethlehem for a long time, and then also for a long time, uh, it's been a multi-campus uh, pastor for preaching and vision. So I think it was two thousand one or two thousand two in that area when the North Campus started, and so it became a multi-campus pastor for preaching and vision. And so really, what the twenty twenty vision has done has has made that position now uh, local at each campus. So instead of just Pastor Jason as the pastor for preaching and vision over all three campuses now, Stephen is that at the North Campus, Jason is that downtown, and I'm that south. Uh, so so that's, that's what we did is had people vote on first. What about this new structure, this kind of new way of doing it? And then uh, we had them vote on the job descriptions for each of us after that. And I'll just say I was, I was really, really thankful uh, that the vote on the structure was 93% uh, positive because that tells us mainly, I think, that ho- hopefully what we've done is we've let people in on why we want to do it. Hopefully we've given them biblical convictions for it, shepherded them well in it, and I think people got it is what yeah. it tells us. Yeah. So now we have, um, I mean, we're in First Peter 3 next week. Is that right? First Peter 3. Yep, First Peter 3, 1 through 7 or 1 through 6. 
and then we're going to continue to preach through First Peter. You probably mainly preaching for the next how many months? How many months is the target for us in First Peter? I think right now we would end end First Peter right before Global Focus, which is in October. Okay. So, and then subsequent to First Peter, um, do you have any hopes or aspirations as preaching pastor for what we might preach next? Are you going to do New Testament and Old Testament? Are you going to do an interlude? Is there a different book you're going to take us towards in the New Testament? Yeah, I think I think a helpful rhythm for a church is a, a healthy balance of, of Old Testament and New Testament preaching both, showing how the Bible works together, showing that it's the same God, the same story of redemption throughout. And so I think that's a really helpful rhythm. The, the, the idea, kind of before the pandemic hit, and where I think I'm still leaning is to, to go to Acts, and I think that Acts is a, is a helpful place where we see God's people and God's word and God's spirit and just how the, the early church existed and, and moved and spread. And so I think it's a, a helpful picture there. And, and I, I think it, it also just shows the vitality um, of, a, of a people that prays together. And so I think that's another thread that I'm excited about. So I'm, I'm thinking... I'm thinking it'll be Acts as the next big book, and then probably after that some Old Testament book um, that we'll think about. But I, I also want to, now that 2020 vision is through, I'd love to take some time to think and pray a little bit more about where we're at now in our current moment as a campus and talk to the elders some and get feedback and see if they have uh, uh, other ideas too. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, but right now leaning towards Acts. Yeah, great. Um, come January, is it still the hope? Do you think that we will preach on? So typically in January, uh, for the last number of years, Bethlehem has taken some time to focus on, hey, the Word of God, why is that important? Prayer, why is that important? And then surrounding uh, both the Sanctity of Human Life Sunday and then Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Day, um, talking about uh, pro-life um, and Sanctity of Life, and then talking about ethnic harmony. Is that rhythm going to continue where January continues to be dedicated to those four topics? Yeah, at, at least for now. I mean, I, I never want to uh, put anything in cement, but that's the plan. And we're, uh, I just talked to Jason and Stephen yesterday. We're even talking about if those are good moments to have, you know, another, another kind of all church sermon uh, plugged in there to kind of bring unity on those things that have been so essential for our church. Um, so, uh, so that's that's one of the things that we're talking about. What are those patterns? How do we do that best? Um, but that's the plan for January still. That's one of the reasons I don't know exactly when we'll start Acts because we finish in October and then we, we have November. There's kind of classically been an Advent series too. So if you started, you know, three weeks of Acts in November and then did an Advent and then a month of January, uh, you might have more reminding people to do yeah, yeah. anything else. I'll put my, my vote in for Zephaniah. You should do a. You should do the three chapters of Zephaniah. Um, are you hoping to preach pretty much hundred percent of the time between now and and January? Will there be some slots where other people will preach? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to preach hundred percent of the time. Um, I already asked uh, Bruce Power. He's going to preach uh, August sixteenth. I think David Livingston's going to preach sometime in September. So just. There'll be a, a sprinkling of other guys. So I, I, one of the things I'm most excited about is that um, 
not just that I'll get to preach to our people more, but that our people get to hear from other elders more. Yeah. And they're going to just step right into First Peter. Yeah. And yeah. Continue that. Maybe have some even non-elders preach. Maybe like we talk about Chris Bruno potentially preaching at some point. Was that something that you said? I, I think about it. I'd have to think about him a little bit more carefully. But yeah, maybe Chris Bruno. Maybe Chris Bruno. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think about preaching? I love preaching. Oh, okay. Okay. Chris has been our secret, uh, our secret uh, listener this entire podcast thus far. He's around for a recording that's going to be released after this one, but he's been about. You like preaching? Is that what you? I, I love to preach. Have you preached teach. before? That's word. I have. Okay. I have, have you preached at Bethlehem before? I have. What did you preach about? Times. You know, I, I preached on the sacraments. Oh, yes, yes. The, the ordinances. The ordinances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, baptism and mainly the Lord's Supper, which God's people should do, and they're one gathering every Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for that, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Do you, uh, and then I think you preached on James. We did a, like a uh-huh. eight or nine week series on James yep. spread out over like half a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we uh, preached through James was, uh, a number of summers three ago. years ago. Yeah, first summer you were here, I think. Um, yeah, so Chris is just, if you're listening in. Chris, hey, any impressions on the QSM business meeting? What, what were your, your take? I mean, we did different things. We had a Zoom meeting to connect the three campuses just your impression of a business meeting as a man who's probably been to many business meetings in his life. Yeah. Well, I praise God for the outcome. Like you guys were talking about earlier, uh, I think it's a it's a healthy move toward faithfulness to have more campus, congregation, church, whatever we call it, autonomy. Um, in that Lakeville is different than downtown Minneapolis, which is different than Mounds View North Campus. So in the congregation, not, not just the surrounding areas, but the, every congregation has different needs, different struggles. So uh, I've been super encouraged over the last few weeks, what a couple of months almost it's been, with Dave preaching to our congregation and uh, specifically addressing what's going on here at South Campus. And I, I'm, I'm, this, I'm just a weirdo who has a conviction that live, in-person teaching and preaching is what uh, the Bible and God intends uh, as the ideal way of preaching. So um, I, I'm not saying that, yeah, I, I'm just throwing it all out here. Um, so yeah, but, thanks for coming and listening today, Chris. Um, <laughs> no, um, and it, it might be the case that actually uh, come October, right, Dave? I think we're hoping to make an official decision uh, across the three congregations to allow for that kind of electronic meeting that we had on Sunday, so that rather than all gathering in one room, where uh, I think significant like. Uh, 128 people, something like that, from South Campus. 130, yeah. 130 were yeah. present. Um, that is one of the better attended business meetings that we've had for South Campus. Well, I was going to ask, how does that compare to previous QSMs where people have to drive up from Lakeville, Burnsville, yeah. Farmington to yeah, go we, to town? We average between 30 or 35 people at those. So that's one, I mean, that's one of the, maybe one of the understated but really important parts of 2020 vision is, if you remember, and it's not just this preaching change, but it's actually to get to campus-specific 
strategy meetings and one of the one of the desires is just participation so Chris just highlighted that that we've we've seen when we've had family meetings that we get a hundred to 150 people versus kind of 30 to 35 at these strategy meetings downtown so we just want the body to participate that's a we have a belief in the priesthood of all believers and we really want them to be a part of the church to 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 do that and then and then there's just the the I think you know Chris and I both have strong convictions about ecclesiology there's just the reality that we think it's better uh, for those people who live life together uh, in a congregation to be the ones who vote on their leaders and do church discipline and uh, and those kinds of things we're going to be able to do that Lord willing um, as we move forward towards campus specific quarterly strategy meetings so let's give an example for myself is there's oftentimes where there's a church discipline case. You know, we had several at this last meeting where I feel a, a little a little hitch in my in my conscience to vote for or against it. So I often abstain simply because I don't know the person very well. I may have never heard of them and I probably will never have the chance to interact with them and it feels like something that the the particular campus and group of people that knows them best should be enacting, and so I'm I'm eager to get there, and I, I think that's that's as significant as the preaching change is is a people participating in the life of the church in that way, appointing leaders, doing discipline. I think it's as significant, and it's it's going to be a huge a huge point of health for the for the church going forward. Yeah. So come October, the October business meeting where we're hoping to vote on the bylaws and allow for electronic meetings instead of yeah, you know, 20, 25 minutes of procedural kinds of things to make sure that the, the meeting could be declared essentially valid as the three campuses um, electronically connected. We're hoping to make provision for that in an amendment to the bylaws come October. And then come December... We're hoping to make formal changes to the bylaws constitution to allow for essentially what what decisions would be made at the campus level with uh, with those changes in December, Dave. Yeah, the the campuses would vote on the leaders that they bring on, so they'd vote on elders and deacons, and they'd vote on vocational uh, pastors that would come on job descriptions for them. Um, they would do the formal receiving of members, uh, which which actually they already do at the campus specific way. We normally do it on a Sunday morning in front of the in front of the church. And then they'd vote on church discipline matters themselves as well. So um, we're still gonna have uh, you know an annual meeting where we where we talk budget and go through things. And and this technology might allow us to have small portions of those campus-specific meetings kind of piped in where we can talk about things like budget and how we're doing and, and kind of all, all Bethlehem initiatives. Um, but I think it'll allow us to do those things here in a local way that, like, like Chris said, I do, I do think is more faithful to what we see in the New Testament vision of church. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else, guys? Chris, Dave, retrospective from... The QSM Sunday or looking forward. Um, you're not allowed to mention Hawaii, Chris. So just, just that's not allowed here. Um, so well, you be, just mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did. It's it's our podcast. So um, 
Anything else you'd say in retrospective or in preview about uh, the business meeting or upcoming business meetings? Maybe the last observation for me would just be was really thankful. Um, I thought there were good conversations. It seemed like people were really engaged in the conversations at a, at a pretty uh, deep level. And so I'm just thankful. I mean, that, that's the goal is that lots of people would come to those and lots of people would contribute and questions would get answered and the body would uh, edify one another and, and balance one another and correct one another. And um, so I, I, just, I just was encouraged, you know, encouraged by the percentage of folks that seem like they want to move in this direction and just encouraged by the dialogue. I think the, that that's what's supposed to happen. And I was grateful that did happen. Although, uh, if you're listening to this, we do hope to keep them less than four hours going forward. So, uh, um, we'll, we'll try to do better at that. Just whatever is needed for the given time. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree with what Dave said there. And I, I noticed that I think people were more engaged and more willing to speak, and here's my theory, is because they were in a room of people that they knew. Whereas when you go downtown to the QSM, um, you, a lot of people don't know a large percentage of the people, especially South people, if there's only 30 South people in a crowd of two or 300, and they don't know hardly anybody else, they're gonna be less likely to stand up and ask questions or make comments but when you're in a room of people you know, you're going to participate more in the congregational life of the church, which I think is a good thing by and large. Well, guys, we're looking forward to these changes and interacting with the congregation over them. Um, I, for one, am also super thankful. Um, you know, as we talked about in our, uh, our, I think it was episode six, talking with uh, uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow and Nick Rowan and other, that was, uh, Peter and Stacey Thorpe, talking with all those about the 2020 vision. Um, this is something the elders are definitely excited about moving forward with as we continue in 2020 and then to 2021 and beyond. Well, guys, thanks for joining today. Can I call the question? You can call the question. <laughs> can I get a second? A second. Second. All right. No more discussion. <laughs> thanks for joining us.